Welcome to the Cashflow Chronicles. I'm your host, Johnny Catani, and the founder of Catani Capital Group. For the last two years, I've been studying alternative assets and now help solve the problem of creating passive cash flow for creators, influencers, and busy professionals by bringing you five episodes a week of easy to understand education in the world of passive investing. What's up, guys? Happy Friday. Welcome to another episode of Friday Follow Up here on the Cashflow Chronicles. I'm your host, Johnny Katani. I hope everyone had a great week. Hope everyone is looking forward to uh, another awesome weekend. We're officially in summer. It's officially summer. Summer solstice happened on Wednesday. I hope everyone did something cool to celebrate, stayed outside as long as possible. Longest day of the year. So, uh, Definitely my favorite day of the year. I think by now, if you've listened long enough, you know how much sunshine means to me. Uh, so this is, you know, my favorite, aside from the fourth, which is like officially a holiday, uh, the summer solstice is is right there. So, uh, so yeah, so I hope everyone enjoyed their very long day, did something cool. Uh, I saw, I think it was on Instagram, there's... Uh, I think it was Band and Dunes. Uh, they do a summer solstice tournament where you play 72 holes starting at like 120 people play like play 72. Hole. I think you play three different courses uh, across the whole day starting like five in the morning, uh, which is really cool. So uh, a lot of cool things you can do, you know, with with extra sunlight. So Anyway, uh, so that's awesome. I hope everyone uh, is enjoying the uh, market analysis series that I'm doing. Uh, those are on Wednesday. So if you haven't listened, go back to last Wednesday and then this Wednesday. Uh, they go in order. Also, last week's Friday follow-up where I talked about buying versus renting, uh, I released bit of marketing, but also, you know, uh, just wanted to spark a debate and what a debate it sparked on LinkedIn. Oh, you guys, you can follow me on LinkedIn. Actually, you know what I realized? That's the only place I'm not Johnny Katani. So I should probably change that. Jonathan Katani on LinkedIn. But yeah, go follow me there. You can see the debate happening in the comments. Most people in my network now are lean on so let's put it this way financially it makes no sense to buy a house and the point i was making and i talked about this last week you can go listen but by the time you pay taxes insurance interest repairs and maintenance all the things that go along with owning a home over the time period you know, between you buy when you sell it, even the equity, and I put equity in quotes that you think you've built up, really ends up breaking even. And in some scenarios, I'll have to uh, repost it on LinkedIn, but a good friend of mine, Amy Silvis, uh, shout out to Amy. She uh, is a capital raising coach now. I've had her on the podcast. Anyway, she... Uh, she had posted a little while ago and inflation, including inflation. If you bought a house, I think it was like a 10 year period. 
and the house had doubled in that 10 year period, then you're actually underwater due to inflation. <laughs> Even and that's just that's just inflation. So I believe it was like $250,000 house and it's worth 480. I'm trying to recall this from memory. And uh you're actually underwater uh due to uh inflation. So very very interesting thing to keep in mind there and really what everyone's weighing in on when it comes to this debate is that they all agree that if your they all agree that if your if you're really doing if you're really trying to make a financial decision like you want to do what's best financially then renting is the best thing to do but, and I talked about this last week where I really am going to, after I sell this house, I'm not going to buy another house again until, not to say I won't buy an investment property because my goal is to buy one, but ultimately I'm not going to own my personal property until I build, which I will eventually build because honestly, I do. I want to build a dream home. Like I have all these ideas, you know, especially when it comes to like the kitchen. If you guys know me, you know how much I love to cook. So, but really, really financially, what it comes down to is it comes down to buying assets that cash flow, right? That is financially what you should be doing. And this whole idea behind you know buying a house is made up by the banks right the banks needed a product to sell to the average human and you know they they succeeded right and the banks make out like bandits on your house especially if you hold you know you hold for 30 years there's probably a couple refinances in there Man, it's uh, it's crazy. So anyway, so you can go listen to that in more detail, or obviously, you know, go check out my post on uh, on LinkedIn. So today, like I mentioned before, these are going to start being short, like ten to twelve minutes. Really, not going to go super deep, uh, and really just want to have one one main thought. So. The thought I want to talk about today is financial freedom. And I want to ask, what does financial freedom look like to you? So the, the industry standard definition for financial freedom is your passive income paying your expenses, right? So, you know, let's say you've got your rent, let's say it's $2,000 a month. Let's say you're, you know, Let's say you're five hundred dollars a week in groceries. That's twenty five hundred. Let's say you're you're at thirty five hundred a month in expenses. Financial freedom would say that you know you're that you need to get to thirty five hundred dollars in passive income. And if you've ever played uh, the cash flow quadrants game, uh, it's one of the games kind of predicated off of the 
rich dad, poor dad, and that whole training module is they've got the cash flow game and everyone starts out in the rat race and everybody gets a different career. When I played, I think I was, I think it was like a plumber or janitor started low, but, but what happened is, is so how it works is you get a different career and each career comes with it's kind of flat expenses. And because I wasn't making a lot, my expenses were low. So then you had like attorneys and, you know, these are the careers that were high income earners, but their expenses were so high. So in order for them to get out of the rat race, they had to get their cash flow up a lot higher than I had to get mine to. So I actually got out of the rat race and won the game with the group I was playing, even though I was making the least or the second least in the whole group, because ultimately what it boils down to is if you're, you know, if your expenses are low, you don't need much in passive income. So that's kind of the caveat there, right? Is if you have one of this big lavish lifestyle and you know, your expenses are $10,000 a month, well, that's no small feat to get to in passive income, right? Not to say it can't happen. Of course, it absolutely can happen. It does happen. It happens all the time. You know, people, it only takes them three to, I mean, I've heard of three to five years and people are making 10,000 a month in passive income, right? So the big, so that's what I want to leave you with. What does that definition look like to you? And it's important to define that because that's going to allow you to define and determine what your goals are going to be. So I leave you with that. And with that, I hope you guys have a great weekend. I hope you have big plans. I will be out camping, mountain biking, hiking. Very, very excited. Also, hint, hint, you guys, I've got a deal coming up, okay? So you've got to go join my list because that's where you're going to figure it out, figure out about it. Thecashflowchronicles.com. It's the same name as the podcast. Can't forget it. Thecashflowchronicles.com. Sign up, join the list. Also, just got word today that fund one of the short-term rental portfolio, I've talked about it on here, that I raised money for and invested in last year, just crossed the $2 million in rental revenue mark. That's right. Just over a year into it and the $2 million mark, they're going to increase distributions for this next quarterly distribution, which means they'll cross the $2 million distributed mark to investors. Still at not pro, still not at pro forma. If you're invested in it, you know, if you're invested in fund one and you read the Q2 report, you know that, excuse me, the Q1 report, you know that Q4 of this year will be the first year having everything fully stabilized and online. So very, very excited. Uh, as things continue, they're really, really tech investors absolutely crushing this one. So again, the only way to find out about these deals, you guys, is to be on the list, cashflowchronicles.com. All right. Have a great weekend, everyone. Follow me on social media at Johnny Katani, unless it's LinkedIn, but uh, I think I might actually go change that right now. So thank you guys so much as always for listening. I appreciate you. And I will talk to you on Wednesday. See ya. Thank you again for tuning in. Who do you know that wants more cash flow? Share this episode with them so you can grow your cash flow together. 
If you enjoyed the show, make sure you're subscribed on your platform of choice so you never miss a new episode. Go to KataniCapitalGroup.com to learn more.